greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. One of the things that we'll find out in life, and some of you may know what I'm talking about, when you have lived the life that you've been living for so long and it hadn't worked out for you, when you have chosen the path that you think is right and it became the wrong path, and then you have to come down to a step three. You have to come to the point where you made a decision to turn your will and your lives over to the care of God. Because sometimes in life, it is necessary for us to wake up and figure out, it's time for me to get my hands out of my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? And allow God to do that. Not only in our life, that means, see, in, in my relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? In all these things, it's sometimes it's, it ain't working because you got your hands in too much. Does that make sense? And so it's a time when we need to say, Lord, I'm moving out of the way. I want to put my life into your hands and into your care. Do you want care? Into your care. All right? And care is the provision of what is necessary for the health. Uh, for the health. Sometimes, see, when we get to talking sometimes, we talk too much about sick, physical sickness. Sometimes it's a mental thing. Sometimes it's, it's an emotional thing. And sometimes it's a financial thing. The Bible says God wants us healthy in all our bodies. Do you know what I mean when I say all our bodies? Our mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, right? And my finances. He wants me to be healthy in all parts of my life. And the only time that there's been sickness to come in my life is when I put myself in there. You understand? Have you ever, you know, if somebody in here had a disease, we wouldn't sit next to them. You know, sometimes people get the coughing, you ever do this? <laughs> because you don't want to catch what they got. And so sometimes if when we are handling our own lives, we get in a place where somebody else's cold make us sick. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about just a, I ain't talking about a physical cold. You can have somebody when you think that you're handling your business and they can make you sick because they sick. And sometimes some people's sickness is stronger than your health. Are you with me? And so when we turn our lives over to the care of God, then he protects us from that. Now, I don't know about some of you all in here, because you know my history. Uh, uh, I didn't, I had to get away from me, you see. And it's someone, I sung it or in, one, in the prayer this morning, I think. One of my favorite, script, oh, someone prayed for me this morning. One of my favorite scripture is when John the Baptist said, I must what? Decrease and let God increase. And so you'll come to a point in your life, the reason it's falling apart, you need to get out of there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because when too many, too many people in the kitchen, it's a problem. And I talk to women, they know what I'm talking about. The ladies don't want a whole bunch of people in the kitchen. They, they, somebody got to get out of that kitchen, right? Well, see, now use your brain the same way. When there's too much stuff going on up here, uh, something ain't going to get done right. And so I have to say, God, I'm stepping back. 
and I want you to put, I'm putting my life in your hands. Does that make sense? All right. And care is also necessary for our welfare. Uh, for my own welfare. Because some of you all are better than me. I was my own enemy. I didn't have to look around for enemies. I could look in the mirror. The situation and circumstance. I don't, I don't blame anybody for any situation or circumstance I've got. I made that choice. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? All right. And it is also for maintenance. And also for maintenance. For some of you can be saved and doing pretty good. But you don't want to do pretty good. The Bible says, be perfect as your Father is in heaven. Uh, the other version says, be holy, right? So once you get saved, then you got to do what? The maintenance work. In everything, there's the maintenance work. Come on with me. Y'all act like y'all don't. I'm talking to y'all this morning, right? Okay. Uh, in your marriage, it'll fall apart unless you do what? You better do the maintenance work. In your family, it'll fall apart unless you do what? The maintenance work. So God will show us what to do. And sometimes, I don't know if you have a car. If you have a car, you take it to where? The dealer. And they do the maintenance work for it. Well, see, this is what we're asking God to do on this step. We're saying, God, we're we tired of it, uh, passing it up. You see, we're going to bring it to you and let you do the maintenance work on my life. All right? And lastly, care is the protection of someone. And he will protect me. And see, God will protect me from me. And he will protect me from others. That's what this step's all about. But he won't do that unless you ask him. You see, you see, I'm, I'm like this here. When, when uh, my kids were young and you wanted to help them do something and they thought they could do it themselves, and you know what I said? Go on, go on. Don't come back in here crying if you don't mess it up. Uh, oh, yeah, see, see, some people don't know it's a good thing and a bad thing to have a good father. The good thing, the bad thing is he's going to be there, if he's a good father, he's going to be there on you. And the good thing is you need somebody there on you. You understand what I'm saying? To help you figure out stuff, right? Y'all right. with me? Right. All right, so the maintenance work, and this is why we're doing these, these steps. We do them every now and then because we want to talk about that. We want to talk about the maintenance work. You want the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to come in and do the maintenance work on us as individuals and to come in our households so we don't all have all that confusion and all that chaos going on, all right? Because, you can't, because we can't figure out. See, I don't know what's on Sister Gwen's mind, but I do know one thing. What's that? She ain't going to tell me everything because sometimes when you're married as long as I'm married, if you stay married 48 years, you don't want to tell everything. You, you see, you, you got to the best place to go is not to the spouse, is on your knees. You understand what, what I'm saying? And, and, and some, I had to go on my knees to get a better understanding of what she's dealing with. Come on here. The, if the Holy Spirit will reveal to me what's going on in that relationship. Does that make sense? But it's not going to happen. So I'm wanting you, this is just about individual, but I want it to be a general thing. I made a decision to turn... Uh, my will and my life over and my, my relationship, my family, over to the will of God, right? Do you ever see that? And some, so many times we have tried to help a child, none of you all, because these are all good people in here, so y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but I got to do this, it's my gig, all right? So sometimes you've done everything you had, could to help a child. Didn't work out. 
because you was putting you too much in it. And they wasn't hearing you, right? But, but when you went, instead of talking, you should have went, Lord, teach me, show me. And sometimes you need the spirit of the mind, Holy Spirit. The, the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the, the spirit of the mind, the Holy Spirit, big ass, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach us how to recognize what's going on in the people around us as well as us. But he won't do that until you give it to him. All right, here we go. All right, turn to Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13 from King James. Now, here, here you all know who Jesus was, right? Yes. Pretty powerful man, right? Well, we're going to look here because the word I'm talking about, will, say will. Uh, the word I'm talking about is will here. See, sometimes you see, you ever seen a strong-willed person? If you hadn't, look. You're looking at one up here, okay? I was one of these strong-willed people, right? And I'm going to do it my way or no way, right? And so some people's will is so strong, they can't submit to the Holy Spirit and let him come in and do the work that he needs to do in our lives. And sometimes your situation's bigger than you. Your situation is so big, you can't handle it, right? And you will crash and crumble and unless you allow the Holy Spirit to take over and lead and guide you in how to deal with that issue. Does that make sense? Y'all with me? All right. It starts off, therefore pray ye. Now see, you, you all know what the Lord's Prayer is, right? And I always called it the disciples' prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer, but we'll get away with it today. I'll say the Lord's Prayer. There's just one point that when you pray this, we skip over this a whole lot. Go ahead. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now listen to me. Thy will be done. So this is Jesus telling us when we pray, we need to pray this God's will to be done. He wouldn't have told us to do that if he, did, if he didn't think that sometimes our will was in the way. That's right. So he's, this, this is Christ telling all, this is a prayer, this is the universal prayer, that sometimes you need to, to in your household, wherever you're, wherever you're at, you need to say, Lord, let your will be done. Right. Now, he's telling us that. But, so the, see, sometimes Paul said there's a war going on within inside him. You know what that means? And we're trying to win the war ourselves. Then sometimes... Some of us have made war when there was no war. That's right. You know, putting our will in there. Do you understand what I'm saying? But he's, Jesus is telling us in this prayer, thy will be done. So this is what I want God's will to be done in my life. I want God's will to be done in my household. I want God's will to be done in this church. You see, I'm the pastor. The Holy Ghost is the leader. Do you understand? So sometimes, folks... Uh, if you know where the our sound system is back there? I come in here and I stand up there and I pray for the church as if the church was full. And I ask God's will to be done for the members and for the, the church ministry, ministries of Christ Temple North. Guess where else I do it? In my house. I pray for my house. God, we want your will to be done in this home. You see? So if his will is done in our home, then we don't have a house. Well, we've moved up to a tabernacle. You see, some people look for a house and they just live in a house all their lives. You know, some people eventually get to a home. All right, but I want mine more special than that. So we went from a house to a home to a sanctuary to a tabernacle. 
Okay? You can't get there unless you're in God's will. Does that make sense to you? All right? And just so we get an understanding, will is the power of control over one's own actions or emotions. See, I don't want to, I want God to take power and control over my, hope, my own actions and emotions. When you get into yourself and get into your emotions, you'll mess up. Right. Sooner or later, you're going to mess up. You see, so I want God to come in and control, and I, I pray this, control my actions and my emotions. You see, y'all love me? That's why divorce rates are so high. You don't have anybody to help control your actions and your emotions. That's why people commit suicide. That's why people are bankrupt. That's why people do all kinds of things happen to their, in their lives is because there's no one there. There's the Holy Spirit's not there to control their actions and their emotions. And see, when you get to wear your emotions, you get to wearing your emotions on your sleeve. That's a tough life. You see? You understand? If you get your feelings on your sleeve, and, and next thing you're going to do is make something bigger than it was. You see? But I want God to control my emotions and, 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 uh, and control my feelings. Do you, does that make sense? Yes. Read that again because I didn't like the response. The power of control over one's own actions. See, I want God to take over my own actions. The whole, I want to, the mind of Christ to can take hold of my own actions and emotions. Because some of you in here, you know you're emotional. You need that, you need a muzzle. You need something to slow you down. You see, because, you know, we, we get ignorant. You know, in the street, say, you get to start acting a fool. Come on here, you know that. So, so, you see, if you ever get excited about something and bought it, and then found out that you done it on emotion, had to take it back because you couldn't afford it, Come on here, say teach us, Pastor. Teach us, Pastor. Some of you have you ever dated on actions and emotions? Further on down the road, you figured it out. Come on here, you know what I'm saying? You figured out that this is not a good thing, that I don't want to live my life on my emotion and my actions. Are y'all with me? So we got to fix, so I'm trying to help. See, if the Bible doesn't help you in your everyday life, what are you reading it for? It's supposed to help you in your everyday life. Are you with me? So here's what we're going to do. We got, we got everybody in here. Is, when we say a relationship, people think it's only marriage. You see, you know where the first relationship you ought to have is with who? Second with who? You. Do you understand that? Okay. All right. I'm trying to save you from bankruptcy and sickness and divorce and all these things. And y'all think I'm talking to somebody somewhere else. <laughs> Come on here. Let's go. All right. Back to verse 10. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And when I pray that, thy will be done in me as it is in heaven. That's right. All right. In my house. In my spirit. All right. Give us this day our daily bread. And that's what you're getting now. That's, I'm feeding you some bread. And when you do meditation and read your scriptures. That's right. All right? And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And forgive us. That's a tough one. I like the first part. Right. Right. That second part's tough. And that means anything you got to forgive. That's right. You understand? We don't mind 
when God forgives us of our worst acts, but then we don't want to forgive someone of their worst acts. All right? But the Bible says if you don't do that, he won't forgive you. All right? And lead us not into temptation. And, and God knows, I love this, lead us not into temptation, guess what? Because if I don't allow the Holy Spirit to take over, and, I, and my actions and my emotions is going to lead me into what? Temptation. Whatever I'm tempted to, I'm going to fall in it. Right? Do you understand? You see, I don't care if you're in recovery. If you're in recovery, that don't mean everything stops. You see, for alcohol, alcohol is legal. Right? You see, so you, temp temptation is everywhere. And now TV is just all over the place. And you see all of that stuff, right? You see? And, you know, they're getting ready to uh, legal something that I used to love to do. Right. <laughs> the only people that laughed at that know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, the only one, you gave yourself away laughing. See, that wasn't an amen. It was an amen in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't even have to come close to saying it. They were like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got a better, I, I, I got a better respond off something I didn't say yes, you did. than something that's written in the Bible. Right. Yeah. I didn't even say marijuana. <laughs> and all these people knew what I was talking about. Yep. Wow. Come on, folks. I'm glad I was in good company. Okay. Right. So, you see, but those temptations, well, hey, when it gets legal, it's going to tempt you. You see, there's a lot of things that's legal that's tempting. If you, get into, if you get into your emotions, and you'll start, when you get into your emotions, listen to this very carefully, you'll medicate yourself. And you get into your emotions, you'll medicate yourself. Get out of there. Let God take that over. So again, I, I looked at these young ladies that's with this rapper and how they were taken up for him and how the one family saying his brain washed and all this. Well, when you get young people, don't get upset, young people. When you get young people that are not fully grown and mature spiritually, you can take over their emotions and cause them to act or react the way they shouldn't. Does that make sense? All right. Again, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, this is what has got to happen. This is what this step is saying. I can't make it. I can't make it. God, take care of me. Take care of me. And some of you in here, that's why this message is, get out of the way. If you get out of the way and put God in the way, he'll put you in the right way. All right? Go ahead. Now turn to Luke 22, verse 42. Now, now, I'm wanting you to understand Jesus told us to pray about our will, right? right. Now, did he ever have to do that? Yes. Did he ever get in a situation yes. where he had to struggle with his will and God's will? Right. And a lot of people don't read that right when I say that. God's will and my will is my struggle. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. You see, and see, what gets me is when you, when you join church and you give your life to Christ and, and people say, oh, oh, I think everything just fell apart. They're already apart. You just now acknowledging it now. 
right? And then a lot of times God lets things happen to us to show us what direction we're going. And he gets right there in time before everything goes and falls apart. But there's nothing wrong with me. Look at me. There's nothing wrong with struggling sometimes. You see, there's nothing wrong with struggling sometimes. The thing that hurts Christianity most is people think when they join church and give their life to Christ, the war is over. But the war ain't over. There's work to do. And then there's maintenance work to do. And, and powerful as Jesus was, his flesh never gave up. His flesh still tried to get him the same way our flesh tries to get us. All right, here we go. So from the NIV, he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was getting ready to be crucified to save us. And he knew what he was going to have to go through. Sister Lisa, he knew what he was going to have to go through. And he knew the pain it was going to cost him. Right? And we want to preach it up there and, and make you all shout, no, Jesus' flesh, he had to battle with it. Because he said, not what? My will, but what? And he struggled there. Because the will is a powerful thing. And the will doesn't want to give up ground. Do you understand? Some, some, some of us know that. I don't care what title you got up here. It happens to me all the time. That will wants to do the opposite of what God's will. And I have to pray, Lord, let your will take over. Holy Spirit, let your will take over. Get me out of self. Has anybody ever been in self? Yes. And you wanted things to go your way? And they didn't go your way? And you wanted to fix it? Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. And God said, you know, you step, Jesus, he was the same way. Because sometimes when you go through something, you know you got to go through something. How many of you have had serious operation, major surgery? Good. When you have major surgery, you know, that's something. That, that's something. And, and, and you've, you're sitting there. And if you think you want to go down that road by yourself, you're in trouble. You see? But if you put your hands, your life in the hands of God, and, and not the doctor's will, not my will, but God's will be done, it'll comfort you. You're going to struggle, but it comforts you. Don't raise your hand, okay? Don't raise your hand. Say, I ain't pastor. You can get sick of each other. <laughs> and, let's see. And, and you want out. Yeah. Come on here, right? And you, need, and you say, no, I'm going to fix this by getting out of this. Huh? Instead of asking God, huh? Asking God, not my will, but thy will be done. There's a whole lot of people got out of something they should have stayed in. Right? Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? You're getting it. All right, that's right. If you're in here and you're in, here in a relationship and you married folks up in here, yeah, quit trying, get out the way. You can't fix your relationship. Are you crazy? You're the one that broke it. That's right. <laughs> now you're going to fix it. If you'd have known that, you wouldn't have broke it in the first place. So you say, Lord, let me, not my will be done here, but thy will be done. Right. You see? Have you ever done something shameful? Yes. And had to admit it? Yes. You see? And somebody else may not wanted to receive it, I'll hear this prayer, 
forgive you or somebody ever done something to you. You see? And the first thing you want to do is what? Act. If you act, I react. That's your will. But if you stay in God's will, he'll fix it for you. All right? Y'all looking good. At looking, staring at me. You're learning something, huh? All right. All right. Now we'll read it from the message. Father, remove this cup from me, but please. Sometimes cup, say, you can say cup, you can say uh, remove this situation from me. Remove this circumstance from me. And remember when you all raised y'all's hand up when I said, did anybody in here have had major surgery and you raised it up? You know you didn't want to go, oh, I'm going to have major surgery on Thursday. Right. No, you didn't want to do that. Huh? It was a cup. And sometimes in life, look at me right in my mouth. Sometimes in life, God doesn't move something. He makes you drink it. Let me come over here. Sometimes God doesn't move stuff. He, he allows you, he wants you to drink it. Sometimes drinking it sets you to freedom. You see, sometimes drinking that bitter cup will set you free. It can be sometimes having to go to talk to pastor about a situation you're uncomfortable with. You see, but it'll free you. You see, sometimes going to recovery will free you. You walk in there and say, I don't want to do this because I'm too embarrassed. God said, drink it. All right? Jesus didn't want to do that, right? Can I use the word admit? Sometimes you don't want to admit, isn't that right? Because you don't want to drink, drink that cup of shame. Jesus says, no, God said, drink it. Jesus didn't want to drink it. God said, I want you to drink it. Here we go. All right. And he says, but please, not what I want. What do you want? Now, that's tough. That's t- Brother Jason, that's tough. Man, because I know how to fix this thing. I know what I want, and I, I know what I want. And I'm going to have to change this. God said, huh, this is Jesus talking. Jesus talking. Jesus said, but not what I want, but what do you want? You know, some of you are in a job you don't like and you want to move from that job because you like to have a job with different people, different situation, and God don't move you because your victory is there. Sometimes your victory, it make you sweat. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's where this all took place. And he went back three times praying, right? And the Bible says he sweat till blood come out his pores. If you go home, you can look that up. There's a, there's a medical condition where that really happens. I, I can't think of the name of it now. But there's a medical condition where that happens. He was so, t- so hurt behind this. He was struggling behind this to the point that he sweat and blood. Because he was begging God, the Father, I'm not doing this because of me. I'm doing this because of you. Right. Let me tell you something. If you ain't lived long enough, you'll get this one of these days. If you ain't had to do it, Sister Cozy, you're going to have to drink something that tastes better. If you want to please God, you're going to have to drink the bitter cup. You see, there's no way that I should ever have to deal with cancer, ever. Not me. I look at some of y'all in here. I said that, didn't I? Yeah, right, right, right. Not me. Not fit, working out, good diet, 
me. You see? I got folks that can do anything, they get ready. Drink anything, eat anything. They walking around. But me. He said, no, I'm not moving it. That's your will. But my will is for you to drink this. But guess what? If you drink it, you'll come out victorious. And sometimes, Brother DJ, we don't know that that bitter cup that we're going to drink is not only going to save us, but it's going to save others. Because somebody has to be a light in darkness. Somebody has to tell that alcoholic, yeah, you can. You can quit drinking. Somebody's got to tell that drug addict, yeah, you can. Somebody's got to tell that obese person, yeah, you can. Somebody's got to tell that shame person that's living in shame, yes, you can. You can be delivered. Somebody's got to tell that person that's blaming themselves, yes, no, no, baby, you don't need to blame yourself. God will for you to go through this, but when you go through this, he's going to lay his hands on you, and you'll be victorious. That's scripture, folks. All right. Okay, next we'll read the Life Recovery Commentary. Each one of us comes to God with a past. That's it. Just look at, look at somebody. Just look. They got a past. Yes. Y'all looking at each other. Oh, everybody here got a past. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Don't. Go In ahead. turning our life over to him, we give him our entire self. When is the last time you gave God your t- entire self? You see, entire. I gave, him in, I gave it to him in pieces. That's why it took so long to get it right. You got to do the whole thing. All right? You see, you see you ask somebody, I'll just use it because it's easy. An alcoholic can't gradually cut down. You got to give it up. You see? Okay, I just use that because it's easy. Your entire self. You see, you don't want nobody loving you in pieces. That's right. That's right. Let me get over here. You see, when you get married up there, you, you get the whole thing. That's right. You see, you didn't tell the preacher and tell God, I just want a piece of her. You don't tell God, I just want a piece in you. I don't want the whole thing. You understand what I'm saying? Right? Then why you expect, you don't want that, do you? Why you don't think God wants part of you? You got to give him your whole self. That's just how that works. Amen. Our entire self includes our past losses and shame. I'm giving him my past. I'm giving him my losses. And Carissa, I'm giving him my shame. Why are you carrying your shame around? Your losses around and your pain around? When somebody is willing to take it. Do you know why some people marry some, only marry pieces of somebody? Because that person's carrying their shame. And what's the other two? She can't love him wholly. Because a part of her shame is still in her life. He can't give her everything she needs because a part of his shame is still in his life. 
So we didn't get married the whole person. Well, Christ wants to marry the whole person. And he says he wants the whole thing. Read that again. Our entire self. Our, our entire self. Including our past losses. Our past losses. And shame. And shame. You know why God can't occupy your whole self? Because shame still is in residence in your life. That's right. Okay, your past is still there. That's right. Get it out of the way. We hand over to him every moment of disgrace. Every moment of disgrace. Some of us have done some disgraceful things, amen? amen. He wants it. That's right. Give it to him. And every tear we have ever cried. All those tears you cry? He wants them. That's right. He wants them. All right? And every word we wish we could take back. And every word we wish we could take back. You got to turn that stuff over. Do you understand? Some of us sitting here today, and me standing, wish I could have not have said some things to some people who've passed away. That's right. I ain't trying to meet them soon. Right. <laughs> but I wish to give it to God. I'm ashamed of it, God. I wish I hadn't said it. But take it from me. Take it from me. Okay. Give to him all the broken promises. All the broken promises. How many people has broke a promise? Well, and some of you all agree with me. I said a broken promise, right? How many of us have broken promises? Amen. You see? Give them to him. All right? The loneliness. Loneliness. Give your loneliness to him and you'll never ever be lonely again. All right. All your dreams that died. And all the dreams that died. That died. The dreams that died. Sometimes you sit back and you say, if I hadn't gotten married, I could have been. I'm the only person here that's ever said <laughs> that. Mine was this here. Not married. Marriage is easy. If I have never got my first girlfriend pregnant. I'd have went to college. Guess what? If I hadn't got her pregnant, she'd have went to college. You're 18 years old. You see all of those dreams, going to college, had all those scholarships. There you go. They're gone. Guess what? Can't get them back. They ain't looking for 70-year-old running backs. You know. Uh, you know, there's nothing like getting the cheers from the crowd when I was playing sports. You see, that's a seasonal thing. That's a seasonal thing, and that would end it. So he, he just gave me a different crowd. Give it to him, he'll take you someplace. Right. All right? I know what I'm talking about here. Right. All right? Give him the dashed hopes, the broken relationships. Give him, give him to him. Some of you sitting in here right now, it's a fact. You know you're in a broken relationship. Give it to him. He'll fix it. Get out of there. Get your hands out of that thing. All right? 
Our successes and failures. Our successes and failures. All right. All of our yesterdays and the scars they have left in our life. Give those scars to him. You women know what I'm talking about. You put makeup on, right? You hide them scars until you take the makeup off. God, heal them. I'm talking in the spirit. And you won't have to put no makeup. That's why some of you in bad relationships now, you're trying to make up. You can't make up. Put it away to God and fix it. That's right. All right. Now, am I on, I'm on this last page? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we get any more of this, they, they'll be going down to church on the corner next week, all right? <laughs> all right, turn to Psalm 61, verse 2. Are we learning? Yes. yes. All right. From the NIV, it says, From the ends of the earth I call to you. Let me tell you something. It don't matter where you at calling. I think they sung a song about it. Only where I'm at, what condition I'm calling. All right? I call as my heart grows faint. And there's going to be a time if you ain't keep living, your heart will grow faint. Sometimes you just get tired. All right? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. But Lord, lead me to a rock that is higher than I. Sometimes, look at me, sometimes I'm here. And it's, it, I'm, I'm dealing with the pain, Brother Tony, and the situations and the circumstance, my past. I'm dealing with everything I've went through in my life. Mm-hmm. And then it'll tear you apart. The Bible says, ask God to do this. Get me higher than all that stuff. Get me above all that. Get me above shame. Get me above guilt, blame. Get me above anger. That's the rock he's talking about. That's right. All right? From the voice, it says it this way. You are the one I will call when pushed to the edge. And sometimes, ladies, it happens more to you than guys. You get pushed to the edge, right? Oh, maybe let's talk to the guys. Guys, sometimes uh, you get <laughs> pushed to the edge, right? Well, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to talk back to me. I'm, there ain't nobody, but these are some good living folks up in here. Right? Yeah. Sometimes you get pushed to the edge. All right? That's why this country is all medicated up. Because people have got to the point that they're at the edge, and they medicate them up. But God's got a place that's higher than yourself. He's got a rock that will get you above all of the mess. Turn it over to him. All right? And I love this here part. And it says that from the voice, shoulder me to the rock above me. It says, shoulder me to the rock above me. Get me, brother, brother, get me out of me. Get me above me. Shoulder me. And and this is good. What shoulder means to what? Push through to assume the burden or responsibility. Lord, I can't handle it. I'm giving you my life and I'm putting my life in the hands in your care because you can shoulder me, I'm giving you my burdens, I'm giving you my responsibilities, because without you, I'm not going to be successful. All right? And it's also to assist someone to move forward. And you will assist me to move forward. That's what God will do. Now, I won't say that next, because some people say amen. Some of you in here are stuck. 
I wouldn't have to do this message. You are stuck because the reason you're stuck is because you are prideful and you can't give up your will. And you're stuck. You see, you're stuck. And when you get stuck, you become unlovable to yourself and to God. But if you look to God and say, God, I'm in a place where I need your care and I need your will for my life. I need you to shoulder up. I need for you to take the responsibility and, 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 and move me forward. Right? I'll use this because if you ain't, you will be or you know somebody. You can be in a marriage and it gets stuck. And you need to ask God to come in and say, Lord, ask God. It's not our will. We want you to shoulder us up in this relationship. We want you to put us on higher ground in this relationship. There's too much chaos and confusion going on between us. And there's too much selfishness going on between us. There's too much my will going on between us. We need you to move us up. Man? And some of you in here are not married because you didn't do that. Some of you in here don't have friends that have been a good friend, but you fell apart. You had a, a, a situation that your little feelings got hurt and lost the best friend you could have had. But you got your will. Will them out of your life. And that's the one God put in your life. Do you understand? You understand? I would be terrified if Sister Gwen was out of my life. You see? Be terrified. You see? Because if something happened to me, I knew she'd be there. You see? You understand me? All right. And the Amplified says, From the end of the earth I call to you when my heart is overwhelmed and weak. Sometimes, and I'm getting ready to finish, you're going to get weak. Sometimes your heart will be overwhelmed. And you get weak. And if you ain't been there, you keep living. Sometimes it's too much. You can't take any more hits. Or it's going to send you back into your addiction. And you'll start medicating yourself because you can't handle it. Because you're trying to handle it by yourself. But if you get to what we're talking about today, when it's overwhelmed, you say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. And guess what his will is for me? To be healthy, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. That's right. He wants me. You could be sitting here lonely, you see. And, and what, what do they call that? Online dating? Is that what they do now? Yeah, online dating. Well, y'all need to go back to Jesus on the main line. <laughs> Tell him what you want. You see what I'm saying? You, some of y'all know that old song, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want and get off that computer, <laughs> you see, and he'll send you the right person. Amen, Amen to that. Amen. All right, we're about to finish it up. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Keep saying, I want you to get that. Say that. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock. That's higher than me. That's higher than me. All right. A rock that is too high to reach without your help. A rock that's too 
high to reach without the help of God. And that's where I want to that's where I want to be. Because see, if it's too high to reach without the help of God, can't nobody get up there next to me where I should be unless God puts them there. That's right. Amen. Is that good? Give God a hand clap. All right. Amen. All right. All right. I want I want you to repeat after me. I have made, I have made a decision. A decision. To turn my, to turn my wheels, wheels and my life, and my life over to God. Over to God. So He'll take care of me. So He'll take care of me. Amen. DJ.